The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. There are more ways of doing this. Um, sometimes you have descriptions um, of your dialogues, um, for example, in GOMS, um, that are so clear that these descriptions that we just saw can actually serve as documentation. So what I'm trying to say here is, if you go through the, you know, the pain of drawing a state transition network, whatever, for, you know, for your uh, design team, it may actually turn out to be a useful resource to write documentation based on that as well. Since it very clearly says what happens when. So you could maybe even consider your TV diagram that we just saw as sort of a, maybe a little technical, but a possible representation of showing how the system works. And um, this works great, especially if the descriptions are sort of semi-formal. So if they represent screenshots, for example, from the interface and the arcs between them show which screen goes to which other screen, then you, know, you can use these things for documentation as well, in addition to using them for design. So here's an example um, from a digital watch. Let's think about how a digital watch should work. We have a time display on this thing, we have a stopwatch, we have an alarm setting, and we have a time setting. Um, this watch has basically two main modes. It will either be in um, a normal sort of looking at stuff mode, or it will have a, um, uh, it will be the, the main mode is either time or, or stopwatch, and you toggle between them with, by pressing the button A on your little digital watch. And um, if you need to change anything like the alarm or the actual time, then you have to hold down A for two seconds, and that will move you into the um, alarm setting, and if you then press A again, you get into the time setting. We haven't talked about how you change the alarm or how you change the time. There's probably, there's got to be a second button on it for, for those purposes. But this is how the button A works to move you through those different modes, right? Um, so that seems like a pretty good description. Um, but I'd like to ask you to look at this specification and tell me if you can see any, you know, things that aren't clear yet, that haven't been specified properly yet. Which of these parts, if you had to implement this interface, are still missing? Yeah. Um, when you uh, go to with the alarm system and then go back to the two states in the box, you don't know which state you go back to. Exactly, right? We didn't say, once we finish the time setting, where we are supposed to end up. Are we supposed to end up again in the time display? or always in the stopwatch, or are we supposed to remember where we were, right? That's not clear. Um, the, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good one, and that's, that's fairly easy to see that that's not specified. There are some other more subtle things that we're also missing here. Yeah? In order to go back to the alarm setting, you have to make a circle around uh, time setting, time display, stopwatch, and again, alarm setting. Uh-huh. So it seems that if we are in here, if we want to go back here, we need to go through this circle. Now, that may be intentional. Uh, it may be a little awkward. Um, but you said something that, that I don't quite agree. You wouldn't necessarily have to, and that's an interesting point, because that points to the, the, dis the, 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 dis or the ambiguity. Ambu 
ambiguity of this, of this notation. Um, you said I have to go through time setting, through time display, to subword, and then again alarm setting. I don't actually have to do that. I just need to go up here, and then uh, go over here, here, and then I can immediately go down right, by pressing it for two seconds. But this is very close to a problem in this specification where something is still not quite clear. Yeah? Do you know what happens when you press uh, the, the A button for two seconds when you are in time setting or alarm setting? Uh-huh. Right. So this is about, remember when we said we do STNs, if you don't specify for some action what happens in a particular state, it basically means the action is supposed to be ignored. And we have a... a a dangerous notation here, it says here, depressed button A for two seconds. But that is really a, a superset of, of pressing A briefly, right? So it's not clear what happens if I press A for two seconds down here. Does it do nothing because it's not specified? Or does it do the same thing as pressing A in general um, because that's given here? Or does something else happen, right? So. This is something that is not quite clear. Um, so for example, if I keep holding down um, the, you know, if I hold down A here in the time display for two seconds, I go down here. If I keep holding it for more seconds, do I go back or do I ignore this or do I go here? So all of these things are missing. Um, and if you don't specify it, whoever is implementing the code in the end uh, will just make up something. And they may not pick the thing that is most useful from a usability standpoint. So help me out. What would we have to do about this notation? What would we have to change about this notation, especially with this thing of two seconds or short presses and so on, to become more specific? Yeah. I would uh, change A into, uh, well, replace A by two different actions the user can perform, A and A star. And mm -hmm. then uh, say that A is when the user presses the A button for less than two seconds, and A star is when he presses it for at least two seconds. Okay, that could address it. So then we would be clear about what we mean with the short press and long press, essentially. Um, the problem with that remains, however, that, uh, for example, I don't know uh, whether I'm supposed to move from the time display to the stopwatch the moment the button is pressed or when it's released. I haven't specified that yet. Right? So for example, I want to get to the alarm setting. I press the button. Does that mean as soon as I press the button, I move to stopwatch, and then after two seconds, I get to alarm? Or when I press the button, nothing happens, and when I let go before two seconds, it goes to stopwatch, and when I let go after two seconds, it goes to alarm setting? Both have their pros and cons. It's not clear. right? So I'm not necessarily arguing what's the better interface here. I'm arguing the notation isn't complete enough yet to say what we want no matter what our decision is. So how would we, could we fix that? Yeah? Make the event on the um, letting go of the A buttons. Uh -huh. Normal UIs have this, uh, you can say, make it an action on clicking or releasing mm -hmm. the button, and then it would uh, just take, even have, a, I don't know the English word, a bedingung. Oh, a condition. A condition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can have, instead of A, release A, and a condition less than two seconds or more than two seconds. Uh-huh. So we're beginning to tease this apart more, and we're noticing that even with this simple interface, we really need to specify what happens on pressing the button and on releasing the button. We need to be specific about what we want to happen when. Um, so 
you know, those are the issues here. We have some things like the, uh, uh, the problem of you know, dangerous states and completeness. We talked about these earlier in the, in the examples of keyboards and so on and the text editors. Um, if we don't distinguish depressing, you know, depressing and releasing, uh, we don't know what the interface really is supposed to do. So if you do that, then you end up with a slightly changed interface or a slightly extended description that looks somewhat like this. For example, I mean, that's not the only way to, to design it, but at least it's clear what it wants. This says, we've now extended, you see here this, this normal operation uh, with four states. And when you are normal type display, this is your usual start state, and you press the button down, you depress it, you are immediately moving to stopwatch. All right, um, then two things can happen. I either have a timeout of two seconds where I'm still holding down the button and I end up here, or I let go earlier and I end up up here. So that's a little clearer in terms of how we want the interface to behave. Um, once we are up here at the stopwatch, again, if we press A, we immediately end up on time display. If we hold it there for two seconds, we end up in the alarm setting. If we let go before that, we end up in time display. So far, so good. Um, and then here we are saying, once I am in time, uh, I'm, I've entered the alarm setting here, um, there are no timeouts here. So as long as I hold the button, I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to go somewhere else after another two seconds or anything. I'm going to stay here until the button A gets released. I'm still going to stay here and you know, do the alarm setting, whatever. We haven't even specified that here. And then only when I press A again, so I need to have basically you know, lifted off and pressed it again, otherwise I can't enter this. Um, I'm going to get to the time setting. And there's no way from the alarm setting to get back directly um, to the normal setting. Similarly here, we need to let go and then depress again, and only then we enter the normal state again. And like I said, that's just one button on the digital watch, like something that is among the simplest things you can, you know, uh, you can design when it comes to electronic um, displays and, and gadgets and some stuff like this. So incredibly intricate, actually, uh, more so than you might think. And um, you know, now you add the, the the buttons for the other functions that the watch has, and you think about the you know interactions between them. So this is not trivial, but you want to specify things in this way so that you actually get the usability right. I think at this point it should be clear why we want to use specific notations, like ways that are not your standard you know, code description. Um, I just want to show this example um, here to give you sort of an, an, an insight into the, the problems we have if we use code for this compared to the notations that we're now aware of. So here's a little bit of, of code, uh, which is basically taken uh, from an event loop for a word processor. Um, and if you read through this code, you can probably tell me what this does. Easy enough? Yeah? You mark some text with your mouse by clicking on the start and dragging and releasing at the end. Right. So we all can read code, so we can make sense of what this is. But uh, notice that it's actually not as sort of, it doesn't jump at you in the same way that a state transition network would have jumped at you. 
Um, and if you want to now change something about it, you would actually have to think hard, which lines do I need to change? And I got to remember that semicolon on the end and, and the you know, curly braces and all that stuff. So since we are mixing in the behavior of the program with the behavior of the user interface, if you like, um, that is making it much harder to actually see the interaction at a glance and discuss it. You know, this would not help your client that you're writing this application for to understand what's going on. Right? The graphical diagram might help a little more. So the, the trade-off is terrible between um, you know, syntax and semantics here. We're writing a lot of you know, weird characters uh, in order to express something fairly simple that is much nicer to see and much easier to grasp in a, in a graphical notation. Um, so I think this makes, hopefully makes the case for why we want to use those kinds of notations I've talked about. This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.